Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 136 of 15 Minutes of Genius. I'm your humble and genius, somewhat genius host, Alex Baer, CEO, co-founder of Genius Juice. And uh, yeah, we have a great show today. We're literally filming this at eight o'clock at night. So I think lucky for our guest, I believe he's on the West Coast. So it makes it easier for him to tune in and not be uh, on East Coast time at 11 o'clock at night. So uh, yeah, big plug to Mark Nicholas. He's our guy, Mark at ManhattanBeatStudios.net. There he is. He's sleeping. It's pretty late. (laughs) He's the sleeping Superman. The sleeping Superman. See, not all people wear capes, but all people do sleep. All right. Words of genius here at 15 Minutes of Genius. Okay. So our guest, without further ado, he's going to make me fall asleep, man. That's why this guy is – I brought him on. We've done five interviews. We do it all kind of in segments. At, at one time in a studio session, kind of like, you know, Shark Tank, where they do a lot at once. But this guy has a ton of energy. He's going to lift us up and make sure that we stay awake and feel energized and uplifted. So our guest, Paul Vogie, he's the co-founder of Aura, Bora, which is one of the fastest growing sparkling waters in the country right now. Aura Bora is a sparkling water made from herbs, fruits, and flowers for earthly tastes and heavenly feelings. We're currently sold and a thousand retailers and online at AuraBora.com. And I'll add their tagline, Drink Weird Water. That's what I saw on their banner at Expo West. Paul, how's it going, my man? Hello, Alex. Uh, I will try my best to keep you awake. I know you've been filming a lot of these, so I'll try to bring a little bit of energy. Um, I don't envy you. You must be tired. Definitely. But, you know, saving the best for last and no better way to also break the record of having five guests on or a five guest taped. You're breaking the record with us, as you mentioned. So congratulations I to love both of us. Mark, Good. key the balloons, key the confetti. No, I'm just kidding. He's going to try to find yeah, is, is Guinness World Records here? Do I get one of those Guinness World Records certificates? Because I've wanted those my whole life. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, there it is. Oh, <laughs> We can, uh, I can print one up, Word document. Give me about an hour. I'll get it to you. And I'll sign it Good. as well. It'll be worth nothing. Love that. All right. Good. So let's get into your story. It seems like, it's so, I, I laugh because it seems like almost yesterday we were on the phone when you first reached out asking me about Shark Tank about maybe about two years ago. And now you're doing millions in sales. You're in thousands of retailers. You're growing. You're, you've raised money. You raised, you raised a seed round. Seem to be doing just freaking dandy for only two years in this business. Uh, tell us, share with us, how the hell did you get this far in such a short amount of time? Tell us. Thanks. Uh, it certainly didn't feel like a short amount of time. I think um, <laughs> it, it felt very long, but I hear you. It's uh, yeah. I so I, I mentioned that I'm actually moving today. This is the like office I've locked myself in the last two and a half years while working on this. So this is a good kind of close to this office space. But the quick answer is yes, we met before Shark Tank. Someone said, hey, there's a great beverage guy that was on Shark Tank that did an amazing song and dance number. You've got to talk to. Um, And that's how we met. But yeah, in that time, we got into a region of Whole Foods and we got into a bunch of independent grocery stores that I was just driving around in a Subaru delivering to around the Bay Area. 
And then eventually, yes, aired on Shark Tank, mostly thanks to your great advice to get on the show. Um, so I don't know, a lot has happened in the last couple of years. Obviously we now have a team and we work with big distributors and we have uh, nationwide uh, retailers as well. So I, I can't really answer the question as to how we did it. To be honest, it's just felt like one piece after the other, after the other. And I don't know, uh, somewhere between a handful and a boat full of lucky breaks is my answer. Yeah, well, the way I look at it is uh, hard work creates a lot of luck. You know, you got to be really damn good, but also a lot lucky at the same time. So I think you've had that kind of fortuitous combination where you just work really hard, you know, and then on top of that, you got some big breaks as well. That's the answer, I think. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's been fun to say, to say the least. The last 28 months of selling this product has been a lot of fun. 28 months, man. It's crazy, dude. Like, yeah. I think you also picked just the right industry, right? The sparkling water, you know, kind of like, you know, the flavored water, but more high-end flavors. Where did you come sure. up with the idea for this packaging? You know, like, you know, like I, it's funny sure. when I, you know, with the uh, the sloth and all that stuff. And then I saw your yeah. email marketing. It's just like funny and quirky. I guess that's you. You know, you're quirky. You're kind of reflected into your... <laughs> into your branding, it seems, but like, how did you initially come out with this, come up with this idea? Sure. So the, the idea of the product was, uh, both myself and my co-founder and wife, Maddie, were drinking a lot of sparkling water. So we grew up in homes that didn't drink soda. So we were, we we're going to be addicted to sparkling water no matter what, but both worked in offices that had like a fully stocked kitchen. And it felt odd to us that sparkling water was certainly the most popular item in that office kitchen, but definitely the one that was least enjoyed, i.e. people were drinking it the most, but enjoying it the least. And that didn't make any sense. And in that kitchen, we had kettle potato chips and Jenny's ice cream and RX bar and Justin's peanut butter. And it felt like, okay, we have all these craft options in very commoditized categories. Why isn't there a craft option in sparkling water? So that was the beginning. And similar to those brands, I'll, I'll use Jenny's or name a uh, kind of third wave ice cream parlor near you. If you go and if you have that experience in a salt and straw, if you're in the Midwest, Van Leeuwen's on the East Coast, uh, sorry, salt and straw on the West Coast, Jenny's in the Midwest, Van Leeuwen's on the East Coast, you probably have the experience where you're like, wow, I've had lavender elsewhere, but I've never had a lavender ice cream. So that was kind of the idea. Can we take a flavor, you know, from a different medium and bring it to sparkling water? Again, selfishly, just because we wanted uh, different flavors to drink. And the packaging, to your original question, the idea was, okay, if we're going to have these weird, odd, quirky, whimsical flavors inside the cans, how can we have the outside of the can be a reflection of that? Obviously, craft beer did this you know, more than a decade ago now. Right, of, right. Hey, beer was pretty boring. Let's make it different and weird and funky. And the cans are now different, weird, and funky. So that was the idea. The actual reason for the creatures and the, you know, watermelons the size of Escalades and guys surfing, you know, watermelon slices, I married well. So my wife, Maddie, is extremely creative. This was, uh, she had the vision for this and the colors, and we worked with an outstanding uh, packaging and design firm called Moxie Sozo to yeah. do the final execution. But anyway, yeah, it takes a village. Absolutely. I think I might need an intro to them. Never know. We might want to do some packaging <laughs> upgrades. And we want to be more weird. We got to be a genius is quirky. Genius is weird. We got to embrace that more with our branding like you have. Well, I kind of want that hat. Speaking of which, Alex, I'm kind of obsessed with the hat you're wearing. So I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just it's, you know, if people 
don't know what the genius brand is, which is at this point most, right? Like when I go into any public place and I'm wearing this, they just think I'm like some arrogant asshole saying I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, if you're a genius, what does that make me? Or, you know, and there was one guy, right. I remember I was going to the store. He's like, oh, no, after you, genius, you go first. You walk in. You're the genius. Oh, nice. He got you. Yeah. I kind of like it for that. I wore the hat just to see kind of the smart Alex among us. You know, I feel like those are most of my friends. So it's a good way to meet friends, probably. Exactly. It's definitely a conversation starter or an ender. It could be either one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So let's get into your Shark Tank experience. Sure. Um, the one thing I remember about it's so funny. I remember, you know, parts of the clips of your of your of your episode, but the part that I remember is that I think you misheard Robert Hershebeck or something, and then like you made the deal, but you thought it was a different deal. Tell us more what went down because I thought it was it was funny, it was likable, it was hilarious. Yeah. What what happened? Good. So I, I luckily that clip, and it's if you're listening to this, it's like the one clip that's on YouTube from ABC. <laughs> yeah. uh, it has like half a million the, views, right, or what even more. Yeah. Okay. So the negative of that is obviously I get retailers bring that up at least once a week. Um, so not that anyone listening to this has to go watch it. I'll describe it. I misheard the number. So we were we were hoping to get you know, give away 12% of the business instead of give away 15. I think those are the numbers. But uniquely, because of COVID, the Sharks were farther apart. So if you watched last season, there's almost no shot where it's more than one Shark in the shot. And that's because the chairs were like 12 feet apart. Mm -hmm. um, so as a result, there were speakers below each of the Sharks. So Manny and I both realized like, oh my gosh, we actually can't, when we're looking at Mark on the far left, we actually can't see Robert on the far right. So all that to say, I was looking at Mark or looking at uh, Lori or whoever was on the far left, Daniel, and I wasn't actually sure what Robert said because the whole time we could barely hear anything because all the speakers were blaring. So all that to say, Robert said the number, I misheard the number. Luckily, there was some humor to it and we took the deal anyway. Um, but it does mean now whenever retailers bring up our promo plans or you know, just last week, someone was like, yeah, you said you're going to do a two for $3. Like, did you mean $3 or are you going to change the number later? Um, I was like, <laughs> okay, yes, I get it. I'm the, I'm the guy that doesn't listen to numbers. So there's certainly worse, there's worse reputations to have. I'll take that one. Exactly. It's, I mean, like we talked about, it's a conversation starter. It's fun. Um, it's like, it was a, it was memorable, you know, and people need to remember sure. who you are and your brand. And it was a very, very memorable moment or it has to, <laughs> and, and, Honestly, the best Shark Tank pitches, there's that one five to 10 second memorable moment where people can go, I remember that. Like, you know, and they can like, yes. you know, and at the end of the day, as long as they remember your brand, that's all that's important. Like they're not, as long as like you don't say something mean or just <laughs> that, or that puts down someone or the product, which you did not, they're going to remember you. There was one Shark Tank actually where they were trying to say, they were, I don't know if you saw this one, but they were saying that, we have a door stopper that will prevent someone from kicking down the door, like a robber. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, have you seen this one? And so no, I it, seen this it, one. it was like season six or seven, and uh, this is totally just dovetailing to something else. But they were saying like the um, what is it called? Like the pad, not the padlock, but the deadlock, the deadbolt. You know, the one where okay. you flip and then the, the it slides yeah. in. They're saying that is not effective. People can kick that door down and rob you. But this one is more effective. And it was like this barrier in front of the door that, that comes up when you yeah. leave. 
So they had a demo where they had a guy kick down both doors, right? One door had the deadbolt. One door had their invention, which was this thing that was near the ground, near the front of the door. Yeah. And so this big guy came in. Um, he's also one of the co-founders to kick down the deadbolt door, right? Just to, to prove how ineffective it is. He couldn't kick it down during the Shark Tank pitch. He couldn't. Oh kick. my gosh. He was. He like oh. tried. He tried for a minute, like kicking the door down, That's kicking the door a bad down. One. And then like Damon's like, I'll take the deadbolt. I don't want your product. <laughs> and eventually they kicked the door down, but it was it made it memorable, maybe not for all the right reasons. Um, but anyway, so that was good. And there was a yeah. deal now. I don't know if you can publicly talk about this. Did the deal go through? And again, you don't have to comment on that. Yes, I, I signed both statements saying that I wouldn't talk about it and uh, I, I feel like I signed so many things that I'm sure even what I've said here so far, maybe I'm not allowed to say, not that that matters. <laughs> um, so anyway, all that to say, see the clip. I think that's the only thing I can do is refer to the clip. Thank you to ABC. And uh, anyway, it was a blast. There. It was fun to film, fun to do. And it's a fun show. Everyone likes that show. So I, I was, you know, felt honored to be on it. Love it. All right. So what is next for in the few minutes we have, what's next for Ourobor? What's your vision? You're going to continue to pump this line. Are there new innovations in the pipeline? Tell us whatever you can tell us. Yeah, so we, we have kind of three things going on right now and probably a fourth that'll debut by end of year. So we, we debuted in November of 2019 with five flavors, peppermint, watermelon, lavender, cucumber, cactus, rose, lemongrass, coconut, and basil berry. Ironically, two years later, here they are, thank you, uh, Folks that have been buying from us for more than two years, we don't want them to get bored of these flavors. So we started this product because we were bored by conventional flavors. As a result, two years later, we've had to start innovating with limited edition flavors. So every other month now, we did one in October and December and February and April, we'll do one in June, uh, August, et cetera. Uh, we come out with a new flavor just for our email list. Um, if they like it enough, it'll graduate to retail. So we have Sprouts taking a 90-day exclusive on our elderflower grapefruit flavor that started Love on the it. internet. It'll be Love it. real life and 380 Sprouts. Um, so that's kind of the second thing, limited edition flavors. Get on our email list. You can see them every other month. And even if you don't buy them, it's just kind of fun to you know see the new flavor, whatever the new innovation is. Uh, in April, I actually don't, when is this airing, Alex? Can I, I'm assuming a while from now, so I can just say it. Yeah, it's going to be about two months out. So I would say okay. uh, you're, oh, in, the, you're right. in the clear. You're in the clear. I'm in the clear. Okay. So in April, we, we will come out or we have come out with an April, uh, uh, an April LTO that's a lime cardamom flavor. And then the final piece is obviously people drink sparkling water mostly in multi-packs. So we're debuting multi-packs in a few retailers in the Bay Area right now. Hope to end the year in like 500 retailers with that six-pack. Um, as to new innovation, I, I'll keep my lips sealed, but hopefully by the end of the year, there is something else for Ouroboros consumers to get excited about. Love that. It's uh, succinct to the point, talking about innovations, and I'm excited to see what else is to come, man, because you, you I guess you and your wife, uh, you married well, like, like you said, great creative minds, kind of filling a void of these creative sparkling waters. The branding, I think, is is absolutely genius. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. It actually is really, really good. At the end of the day, you're capturing people's eyeballs, and then they kind of zoom in. I call it the 10-3-0 rule. 10 feet away, they see, like, what the hell is that? Let me take a look at it. It looks so, <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. I got to take a look at that. Three feet away, it's in their hands, and then zero feet, it's in their mouth. So 
Brilliant, brilliant marketing job. Let's get to our next segment here, which is called what Mark was trying to do earlier, rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. All right, so uh, do you want to set another record? We've never had- Let's do it. We've, we've, we've never had anyone go under, uh, I think I'm going to put my timer on, go under 30 seconds. Let's call, let's call it a minute for answering all these questions, okay? Hey, if you ask them fast, I know I can go under a minute. Let's That's go. what I'm going to do. That's what I'm like a little nervous about. I'm like, I'd ask them really fast. Okay. Three, two, one. For music, which decade is best? 70s, 80s, or 90s? 90s. What do you do for exercise? Hiking. What do you do? What movie you can watch in a limited amount of times? Indiana Jones. Which one? Uh, all three. Of the first three. Sorry. None of the new ones. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Favorite country to travel to? Italy. Favorite Star Wars character? Yoda. What is your spirit animal? Oof. I've been told Golden Retriever, which I'm not fond of, but we'll take it. I'd say sloth because of your, your branding. Do you like to drive sloth, an S done. SUV, coupe, or truck? Uh, SUV. For food, salty, or sweet? Running out of time. Sweet. Favorite day of the week and why? Saturday. Uber or all Lyft? Time. Uber. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Favorite of all time? LeBron James. Terminator 1, Terminator 2? Terminator 1. Favorite food or drink of all time besides Ourobora? Chocolate milkshake. One minute and one second. Just missed it. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't fast enough. What were those, Mark? That was like a weird... Were those sloths cheering? <laughs> oh, okay just play that again it sounds like sloths that are just clapping play it again okay <laughs> that sounds very ouroborish very weird i like all right so uh cool man thank you for being on our show episode 136 thanks for staying up a little later than usual and congrats on the office move and everything else happening with ourobora so uh keep kicking ass my friend Thank you, Alex. Great to see you. I'll Likewise, hang out with man. You whenever you want. Absolutely. I'll be reaching out. All right. That is Paul Vogie, co founder of Ourobora. Awesome brand. Make sure to go to Ourobora.com to buy it or go to Sprouts. And there's many other retailers. Go to their website. You can find out. All right. So that, again, is episode 136. Big plug to Mark Nicholas, markanimatonbeatstudios.net. He does all the editing. He's incredible. He set up the lights, back wall, everything. Make sure to reach out to him. He will host, not host, he will help you on your podcast to make it come to a reality. All right, so uh, it's in the bag. And one last thing. Stay weird and genius, my friends. Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you.